You're listening to episode 61 of the Style and Stewardship Podcast. On this episode, I am sharing some some things that I found out recently. And we're always talking about how to steward and manage all the areas of our lives that matter most. If you're not if you're new here, you you may not know this, but I'm really, really passionate about stewarding every single area. And nutrition is definitely one of those things that falls in line with one of the things that matters most. The Holy Spirit resides in this body that we're walking around in if we're believers in Christ. And it's so important that we manage this body and we steward it well. So this episode, I am going to be sharing something that I recently had to start doing and I've recently learned. I talk a lot about learning and unlearning things when it comes to nutrition and wellness and food and all of that ingredients. And this is no different. Listen in. As you are listening to this episode, please note you may hear some background noise. That is my son. He like was having a clingy morning. So he wanted to be right where I was and I wasn't mad at it. Hopefully it does not bother you too much. You might hear it a little bit in the background though. You're listening to the Style and Stewardship Podcast. So what is stewardship? That is exactly what we'll be talking about in each and every episode of this podcast. As Christ followers, I think it's so important that we manage every single area of our lives to the best of our ability. Not perfectly, but intentionally in our own unique way and holding on to God's grace every single step of our journey. On this podcast, I'll be sharing thoughts, things that God's teaching me, and transparent talks. My hope is that when you listen, you'll feel equipped, you'll be encouraged, and more than anything, I hope that you're inspired to live out your day-to-day calling in your own unique way. This podcast is for the woman who wants to hear, well done. As stewards and responsible stewards, it's so important that we manage every area that matters most and the areas that affect how much we can impact this world really rely on how we approach the different resources that God has given us to manage. First up, medical disclaimer, if you are experiencing any health conditions, please consult a medical professional. Nothing on this podcast is to treat, cure, or diagnose any medical condition that you may have. Always, always seek a medical professional. (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to put that out there. As someone who is always trying to encourage you to be your own health and wellness advocate and to advocate for your own wellness, to understand your body, what helps it to perform well, what helps you to feel well, what helps you to be well, I... I'm definitely a student. (laughs) I am a student of nutrition. I'm a student of my own body and learning what works best for me. And a couple months ago, I was experiencing some things that were kind of concerning. I was like, what's what's happening here? And (laughs) I had to pull my textbooks out, literal textbooks, and begin to, to learn what may be going on in my body. This is what I did personally. I'm not suggesting that you do this, but I am suggesting that you take note of how you feel, what's normal for you and what's not. 
getting a baseline of where your numbers are when it comes to your blood work, when it comes to all the different panels that we can have done. Typically, this happens in a wellness visit every year. I was experiencing like this shaky jitteriness. I was craving sugar like crazy. If you've listened to the first wellness episode that I did on the Style and Stewardship podcast, I'll link it. But I basically shared one of the things that runs in my family. And when something runs in your family, it does not mean that you are destined to get it, but it does mean that you are prone to it. If you are um, exposed to some of the same catalysts, honestly, for some of these conditions, then we are more susceptible. Some of us are more susceptible to certain things than others. When it comes to, you know, what runs in my family is type 2 diabetes. And this is something that can be encouraged to happen <laughs> if you have a poor diet, if you have a diet that's high in, in, you know, refined carbohydrates, lots of packaged things, lots of fast food, you know, deep frying things, um, having shortening, you know, vegetable shortening. A lot of these things can truly be encouraged to happen if you're already susceptible to them. So there are certain foods that I avoid and there are certain foods that I, I tend to eat less of. But whenever I'm craving certain things and I'm not feeling great, this is what I always circle back to because this is one of the things that I would like to avoid getting, Lord willing. <laughs> um, and as I educate myself and as I learn about this, I try to avoid these things. So I want, I like to take preventative measures as opposed to waiting for something to happen which is why I'm always tweaking my diet. I'm always tweaking my family's diet. You can ask my husband. <laughs> um, a lot of times he's like, okay, you know, what are we doing this week? <laughs> you know, what, what, what are we trying this week? Because I want us to feel as well as we possibly can. I want us to be as well as we possibly can. And, you know, we're all going to get sick. It happens to all of us. But I truly believe that heredity is one, only one portion of our health. What we do to encourage or discourage certain conditions is on us. And I truly believe that this is not about condemnation. And this is certainly none of us are going to do this perfectly. So one of the things that I was experiencing, and if you are eating, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and give you a moment. <laughs> you might not want to listen to this episode while you're eating. So that's another disclaimer. So I'm going to go ahead now. I was experiencing the shaky jitteriness. I was really, really having high cravings for sugar and and um, even salt. And I was like, what is going on? I was really thirsty, but I was drinking a ton of water because I always drink a ton of water. And I just thought, okay, you know, maybe I, I, don't, I couldn't figure out why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. So I started looking at what I was eating on a regular basis. And this is a great starting point for anyone. And this is, if you don't know why you're feeling the way that you're feeling, you have to do some investigation. You're not just going to figure it out because unless you can see correlations between things or see things that you haven't necessarily been eating, I can tell a huge, since we eat most of the food that we eat, I cook all of it. So a lot of, we don't eat a ton of packaged foods as far as like highly processed ones. So as I you know, I'm eating like more of this or more of that. I can typically pinpoint where something, where triggers lie for me. 
if I'm eating, you know, more fast food or if I'm, I, I like French fries. I'm just going to say it. it is, it is, if I were a superhuman, French fries are my kryptonite and chips and salsa. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> I don't know what yours are. Can you relate to that? Like French fries there? It's rare that I will turn French fries down. I, I just, wow. I love them. So I, I can, you know, I have a record of what affects me. And I think that it's really important that you get to that place where you see, okay, I mainly eat, you know, whole foods or, or fresh food or whatever, and start taking note of when you start eating foods that aren't typical for you and how your body responds to those things, because you can get a lot of information. And that is one of the ways that we can be our own health advocate because we need to know our bodies better than anybody else because we're the only ones walking around in our bodies. So we should be, you know, intimately aware of the differences in the expression that our health is showing, symptoms and whatnot. Keeping this in mind, the whole type 2 diabetes thing, I decided, you know what, I am going to purchase a glucometer. If you're unfamiliar with what, what that is, diabetics typically get this little digital device and it comes with these things called lancets and a, you know, it comes with these sterile little needle heads, basically. And you put it inside of this little pin looking thing and <laughs> that's the medical term for it. I'm kidding. You put these little um, sterile needles in there, you screw the top off and you prick your finger you do this at a fasted state. So overnight, the first thing in the morning, you have a little bit, bit of water if you want or nothing at all, and you prick your finger. You're, it's going to produce a little droplet of blood. You're then going to place the lancet in this device, and then you, you, know, you put it on your finger, and then it gives you a digital reading of your blood glucose. And that is literally how much glucose or sugar, quote unquote, the form of sugar, this being glucose, is in your blood at that given moment. And if it is a certain amount, it can show, you know, whether or not you need to go to the doctor and figure out what else is going on in your body if you are in the quote unquote normal range. So I did this and I did this for two weeks. And I just want to say hats off to people who have to regularly prick their fingers. My fingers were both numb and extremely sore for quite some time. Even if I used a different finger, my fingers were achy. After doing this for a while, I got a picture of what my normal baseline was. I did this throughout the day. I did this two hours after a meal. And I did this when I was, you know, in the morning, fasted and right before bed. So I did this about three to four times per day because I wanted to see what my normal range was as far as blood glucose and what was normal in general as far as diabetes, prediabetes or the normal range. As I did this, I found that I did not have issues there. Thank God. But I wanted to go a step further. So I got labs done last week and I got blood work done, urinalysis and all of those things. Because one of the the signs of diabetes or prediabetes is frequent urination and lightheadedness, dizziness, craving sugar have, and feeling like your your blood sugar is rising and falling rapidly. Mind you, this can happen to any of us if we get spikes because we've had too much sugar. This can happen to any one of us. But when it happens for a prolonged period of time and your normal is now this constant blood sugar spike and fall, that's when we start seeing, okay, there's a, there's an issue going on with how my body, body is 
using sugars and how insulin is how the insulin response, which, you know, takes sugar and it creates it's created by the pancreas and it literally brings sugar into the cell for energy because that is the body's preferred form of energy through the form of glucose. It's why when people do things like keto, they try to get their body in ketosis to run off a different energy source, which they try to get the body to use fat. It's basically manipulating the body to use something other than what the body typically uses. That's not what we're talking about here, but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there in case you're ever wondering, what is keto? Um, ketoacidosis is something that happens to diabetics, which is completely different, but I'm going to get into that on another, on another episode. What I wanted to share today is my personal experience. When I got my numbers back, what I found was really interesting. Thank God my A1C was completely normal. My blood glucose was completely normal. They took blood and all of those things. And I was shocked by some other things though. And it was my body's level of hydration, which was pretty shocking to me. When we think, oh, you know, I am going to, I drink a ton of water. I think I've already said that. I drink a ton of water. And first thing in the morning, what I like to do is drink a really big cup of water because I know that I'm about to have a really big cup of coffee. So knowing that coffee is a diuretic, I think, all right, you know, I'm going to drink a big cup of water before I have coffee. So obviously I'm going to run to the bathroom a lot, right? That seems normal, but this was something that was happening throughout the day. So I, it's like once I got up in the morning, I was immediately having to use the restroom in the middle of the night, constantly having to use the um, the restroom. This is way too much information for some of you. <laughs> you're welcome. But this is about health and we all do this, right? So I just wanted to, I wanted to see what my numbers were. I wanted to see what my baseline was. And I'm constantly saying this to you and encouraging you to do this. Knowing where you start is extremely important because you don't know if you are promoting your own health and wellness or not. If you don't know where you're starting from, we have to know what is normal or typical for our bodies, which is why it's important to go to the doctor, have those yearly wellness checks so that you know what is normal for you. Also, with the information of what is hereditary, what what runs in your family or what traditionally has been many of the you know, health concerns instead of running your family or disease conditions. So as I'm doing this, I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I'm constantly thirsty, but I'm constantly drinking water. And it occurred to me after I pulled out my textbooks, and I mean my literal textbooks, and I had to do a little bit of digging. So I got my numbers back. I saw where I stood. I saw that things were normal, except for this area of sodium. And I was thinking, why, why, why is this? This is shocking, you know, and I made the correlation after reading some things about water balance. Water balanced in your body is something your body is constantly trying to get water into the cell. And obviously you're also excreting um, water throughout the day. But what's fascinating and what I found, and I hope that this can be a help to you, is that I was drinking, drinking filtered water. So filtered water is great because we are, you know, the water is being literally filtered from pathogens and things that can be harmful to us. And that is a great thing. However, just like when we take antibiotics, those antibiotics are killing bad strains of bacteria, but we all know this now, but they, it's, it, it's not discriminant. It 
is also killing the good strains of bacteria. Our water system is very much like this. And I, th I thank God for the sanitation that we have because we are avoiding a lot of the pathogens that people in other countries who don't have clean water don't experience. And this is amazing. However, what we're also stripping from the water when we're filtering it is all of the minerals that are necessary for your body to keep water balanced. And the water that we take in has to have minerals. The food that we have, you know, we eat has some minerals in it, depending on what it is. But if we're just drinking water, 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 I mean, I thought I was doing such a great job because I'm like, I'm going to the restroom and, and it's virtually clear, you know, and I thought, this is awesome. This is awesome. I'm hydrated. Even my son would say, you know, I, I got him trained to to look at that. And I think that you should, you should recognize what's normal, what's not normal and um, what it should look like. And I thought I was doing such a great job. However, as I'm drinking water and constantly flushing it through and not putting minerals in, guess what I'm doing? I'm flushing my body of minerals and I'm creating a mineral imbalance in my body. And this shows up in excess thirst. And this also is really, really prevalent when we do things like our body is constantly excreting minerals, but it's constantly balancing them as well. So take this for example, you go and you work out and you are sweating. Or if you are crying <laughs> and you have ever tasted a tear, you know that it tastes what? It tastes salty. Your body is getting rid of minerals naturally because it is excreting. And, and if you are in a situation where you're sweating a lot, you might drink some water. But if you are, say, a high endurance athlete or you're someone who is, I don't know, playing in the NBA or you are a marathon runner, you're rarely ever just taking in plain water. You might have a banana if you're running because there's potassium in that banana. Keeps you from cramping, right? Because your body gets rid of so much sodium and potassium actually balances this. So when you are working out, you might drink some water. But if you're, again, if you're like some endurance athlete or you're going to be sweating for a prolonged amount of time because you do CrossFit or something like that, what you typically will drink is some sort of Gatorade or Powerade or um, there's another one. Um, what's the name of that one? It's actually decent because the ingredients are decent. I think it's called like Armor Light. That's one of the better ones. Um, because the ingredients aren't as bad. I'll, you know, buy those for my husband when he goes golfing on a really, really hot day. So all of this to say, and, and then here's the last example. When you are sick and you cannot keep food down, or if you've ever been around a child that's running a fever, and the first thing that they are told, the first thing that you are told by your pediatrician is not necessarily trying to control the fever, which they'll say, you know, you can use ibuprofen for that or whatever to break the fever. But they are losing electrolytes from their body. I'm going to go ahead and call it that. They're losing electrolytes from their body, which is this combination of minerals that your cells need to stay hydrated. And they will say, make sure that your child does not become dehydrated, either from using the restroom too much, you know, because they can't keep food down or from things coming up in the other direction. Again, if you're eating, <laughs> that's why I gave this disclaimer. As we are doing this, we are losing minerals. And if these minerals are not 
if these minerals are not placed back into our bodies, what ends up happening is we become dehydrated and this is dangerous. So when you go to the doctor, what do they give you? They're not giving you to to rehydrate you and they give you an IV bag. It's not plain water in that bag. They're not like shooting you up with plain water. It is typically what? A saline solution because they need to put minerals back into your body because you've lost them too rapidly. And that's the case of, you know, when someone upchucks or when someone has loose, we're not going to get into all of that. <laughs> but, you know, it's a natural part of life. We've all experienced it at some point, I believe. Or, you know, we've had a child that has experienced it. So all of this to say that the body does this job of trying to constantly maintain not just water, but hydration. So hydration and drinking water are not necessarily the same thing. We can drink a lot of water, but if we are just flushing minerals out and not putting them back in through food or some sort of electrolyte, what we're doing is we're not allowing the water the hydro for our cells to be hydrated. And if you would think about a, a raisin, a raisin is just a grape that has been dehydrated, right? Dehydrated. And that's, imagine that being your cell and it shrinks. The opposite is true. If too many minerals are had in that raisin gets pumped with, it, it accepts too much fluid within itself, it can rupture. So the body is extremely smart because the God who made everything, made our bodies, made the universe and our bodies, and, and created our bodies in such a way that it is constantly maintaining this homeostasis, balanced hydration and allowing just the right of right amount of water to get into the cell and the right amount to also leave. But sometimes it gets bombarded by either sickness or sweating. If we're outside for a very, very long time, our body will actually will stop producing sweat after a while. If you're in a really, really hot climate and you're constantly drinking water, sometimes you will not even have to use the restroom because your body will hold on to that. God made our bodies. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's amazing. It truly is amazing. So let's go, let's circle back to the experience that I was having and what I started doing and what has made a huge change in my body. So electrolytes, actually attract water. So it's really, really fascinating because, you know, just like the raisin example, it will shrivel up if too much water is taken out of this grape and it will turn into a raisin. And we don't necessarily, I don't, well, I've, I've never thought about this before. Drinking water just by itself and it being filtered never made the honestly, I, I never came to the conclusion that it was bad for me to drink too much water. And don't get me wrong, if you're hot, drink water. None of this, am I saying don't drink water, don't go to the doctor, don't get checked. None of this, am I saying that uh, I'm going to throw in several disclaimers here. I am saying for me personally, this was my experience. What I began to do was recognize minerals as what they are. And that is minerals help our bodies. They are essential and they help our bodies do a myriad of things. People that are, so zinc is one of the minerals. I'm just throwing this one out there at random. If you don't have enough zinc, if kids have a, a, a vitamin, vitamin deficiencies or one thing, but zinc, for example, 
Zinc helps the immune system and it also does a lot of things in terms of growth. And there are countries where children are deficient in zinc and they don't grow. They have this failure to thrive and they literally do not grow. We need phosphorus and zinc and calcium and copper and iodine and all of these different. I'm just naming off a few of them. That's not all inclusive, but potassium, all of these things. Chloride. One of the things that's really interesting, though, is that I don't remember being taught about mineral balance and I don't remember being taught of any of those things. But you can go and you can buy water that has been mineralized and it'll, it's called mineral water. Or my mom, what she would say is, you know, that we had, there's seven of us. And she would say before there was Gatorade or any of those things, when you guys would get sick, I would make an electrolyte drink. And all it would be was water, some sugar and a couple pinches of salt. And this triggered my memory. <clears throat> so I started doing a little bit more research. And what I began to do, which totally reversed everything that I was telling you about of using the restroom too frequently, being super thirsty. It's like the more that I drank, the thirstier that I was. And it was the craziest thing to me. And I didn't understand it. And I just thought, well, it's just been really, really hot outside. <laughs> but what I was doing was I was draining my body, <clears throat> excuse me, draining my body of these minerals that it needs to keep this proper hydration. So what I started doing was now when I'm before my I have my coffee and I have this huge cup of water, I have less water and I now add a pinch of so about an eighth of a teaspoon to a quarter of a teaspoon, usually about an eighth of a teaspoon of Redmond sea salt. And this is sea salt that has all of the minerals intact. This is not regular table salt. Do not use regular table salt. Most of those are the the type that will raise your sodium in the wrong way because there's no balance of minerals in it. It's just usually sodium cap sodium and they there's a bunch of other additives in there. We're not talking table salt, we're talking sea salt. So this can be in the form of like a Himalayan pink sea salt. I really like the Redmond sea salt and believe it or not, it doesn't taste salty, which is the craziest thing because it's not this concentrated sodium. It is a whole variety of the different minerals that our bodies naturally need. So it has copper and it has zinc and it has all of these things and some other ones as well, some trace minerals. Another way to get in electrolytes would be to buy something called trace minerals. I have not personally tried this one, but I heard that this is what a lot of people have used to um, around, especially around like the summer months. I'm not sure where you are in the world, but we're in the summer right now and it gets super, super hot. We're talking like 90s and heat index is like 102. And what's interesting is just this tiny little, you know, pinch of salt in my water in the morning has made all the difference in the world. I no longer have this this feeling of I have to go frequently. And as I said before, all those numbers were normal anyways. But I wanted to get a full picture and rule out and really educate myself on my own body. And that is what I encourage you to do. So you can drink too much water. I did not know this until my own personal experience, but you can drink too much water and you can flush very important minerals out of your body if you're not, you know, conscious of this. And then if you're having a lot of diuretics, which things like tea, things like coffee are going to naturally flush fluid from your body. It draws water out of your body. 
and we want to be hydrated. We think clearly. My skin even looks different from actually having hydration and not just drinking water. I had no idea that you could I had no idea. I really, I am a student. I'm serious. I'm I'm a student when it comes to nutrition and life in general in the word of God, but you, you know what I'm saying? So one of the other things that I had to recognize, one of the other things that I had to recognize was the fact that God, oh my gosh. So when it is really, really hot, One of the things that grows in abundance, depending on where you are in the world, are fruit. Fruit such as cantaloupe and watermelon and grapes and strawberries and mango and papaya. Well, not papaya in this area, but you you get what I'm saying. These things are in season during the summer. How amazing is this? So I always say this science only proves what God has done and prove what God has given. I truly believe that. And science will never catch up to all that God has done. We will never understand it all. We'll never understand. <laughs> like, I mean, he's God. What, what's actually like truly what blows my mind about all of this is that God gave us what we needed before we even had science to prove that we needed it. Watermelon is 98% water, right? But it is also packed with so many minerals, so many trace minerals that our bodies need to what? Stay hydrated in summer months. That blows my mind. So just for example, we know that watermelon has vitamin C. We know that it has lycopene, which is, you know, that red pigment that tomatoes also have. It's good for the, it's amazing for the heart. And watermelon actually has more than tomatoes, which I just recently found out too. It has B5, it has vitamin A, Um, But not just that, it is packed with potassium and copper and potassium controls our blood pressure, which it just blew my mind. Grapes have potassium and sodium and zinc and calcium and iron and phosphorus. Cantaloupe has zinc and copper and folic acid and vitamin, all the vitamins. But here's the thing. This is what is so crazy is that we are in the summer months. We would be more hydrated to eat fruit than to just drink plain filtered water. So if you are not getting fruit in because you are afraid of sugar or if you're not getting fruit in because you don't love it, another way to get that in would be to eat cucumbers. You can eat cucumbers, sprinkle a tiny little bit of sea salt on them and you have uh, electrolytes and we're out here, we're doing things like buying what I mean, I typically don't buy Gatorade because I just don't like the way that they, it's just, I don't like them. But, you know, Gatorade and and, and vitamin water and all of these different things. And God has literally provided in nature the very things that we need most before science even proved that we needed it. Or for like me, my personal experience showed me that I was lacking these minerals and or flushing them out of my system without replenishing them. When you get sick, what do you most people are not just drinking plain water. As a matter of fact, when I'm sick. Plain water does not taste good to me. Plain filtered water tastes horrible. And I'll literally crave things like bone broth or, you know, chicken noodle soup, or I'll want something refreshing like fruit. And the reason why fruit is refreshing, because it literally is refreshing and revitalizing these, the mineral content and helping your body to balance the way that God created it to. 
man, God is amazing, has given us everything that we needed, even, I mean, his provision, his provision is amazing because we don't even recognize all the things that we need that God is, has already freely provided us with. So all this, all this to say, hydrate, don't just drink water. All this to say, find out what your baseline is and to, and find out what is healthy for you. Drinking a ton of water for water's sake is not necessarily helping you when you are, if, and when you are not just adding, you're adding minerals to this water as well. Wow. Um, my mind's blown and I'm thankful for the resources that we have where we can, you know, where we have textbooks, where we can dig a little deeper, where scientists have found out the different things that are in our food so we know what to eat. But even before all of those things, we are naturally drawn to things that are watery during the summer. We want lighter meals, most of us. We don't want something heavy as we may want in the fall, like chilies and soups and stews, even though I would eat soup all year round. I love soup. But all of these things are, you know, the kind of the, the traditional things and the traditional ways that, that we ate, you know, whether it was whether it was having, you know, broths or, you know, our mom giving us popsicles if we had a sore throat because we, we weren't drinking a, a lot of water. When we go out on a really hot day or if my husband's like doing yard work or something, I'll often bring him and I've been doing this for years. I would bring him a pickle, um, just a dill pickle and a big cup of water. And usually I wouldn't put ice in it because, you know, you don't want to raise your body temperature really drastically like that when you're in a really, really hot condition. Anyways, I'm I'm going to go off on a whole nother thing. But hydrate. Don't just drink plain filtered water. A pinch of sea salt is all that I do, usually two a day in the morning and kind of in the afternoon. But I've been eating things like pineapple. I've been eating watermelon, grapes. All of these things are high in water, but also high in minerals. So I hope that this is, I mean, I don't know about you, but my mind was blown. And I'm just looking at this whole hydration thing very differently when before I didn't even think about it. And now I'm very, very, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful for it, honestly. I hope that this encourages you and stay hydrated, people. And until the next time, your life matters. What you do with it matters. So what will you steward well?